pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is The Fan. That is going on with you guys. Ooh. Minnesota has won the toss, and Minnesota is going to win the game. Nine to you. You like that? You like that? There are many, many positives I can get out of this game. Hey, you know what the A topic is? If you end up seven and two, you showed everybody here everybody around the country and all of your fans that you can be down 17 points to one of the teams favored to win the Super Bowl and you can come back and and be inches away from beating them and if you didn't you didn't but the Minnesota Vikings took a very positive step today and we've seen this, this team does not panic and is fearless yeah you're right about that Paul. Josh Allen, he throws his 20th, 
It's an 11-yard touchdown, and it's 23-10 Buffalo. Handoff Dalvin, room to the left side. He scoops by a bill at the 25. To the 30! This is FM 100.3 KFAN. Uh, this is 8 and 1 Radio. Some thought last Friday it might be, what's going to happen 9 to noon if it happens to be 7 and 2 Radio? And I'm like, ack, ack, a dack, give that game a whack. Moving on up. Moving on up as the National Football Conference goes. I'm Paul Allen. From the 651 Carpet Studios, day after a Minnesota Vikings 33-30 overtime victory over the Buffalo Bills. Nordo, Matt producer Eric Nordquist, the 
master mixer of the Monday montage. It was McFadden and Whitehead, an old Philly band, song called Ain't No Stopping Us Now. And um, it, it was the, the montage was of the longer variety because the game was of the longer variety. And there were many, many twists and turns. However, there, there are two things that were prevalent yesterday, prevalent with head spinning last evening as a loving, joyous group collectively floated from western New York to central Minnesota. Didn't fly on a plane. I mean, it, it, was, it was suspended animation. It's like your body is your flotation device, and you're just floating on clouds as you come back to the Twin City. Because, indeed, uh, the Minnesota Vikings are still having fun, and they're 8-1. And, one. and I mean, really, the only way to put it is all they do is win, 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 win. Nor do all they do is what? All they do is win, 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 win no matter what. No matter what, what, what. They got dubs on their mind. They can never get enough. Two prevalent things here, but I sense a... Uh, funky twist in the song coming and i definitely want to hear that because every life in eight and one and everything sounds better in fm uh first and foremost josh allen quarterback for the bills he's an mvp favorite the minute the schedule comes out for a season and he's having a rough patch right now with the picks specifically late in games he had a 17 point lead in the second half at home and he got beat. So, 9 to noon has never been one to be like, okay, calm down. You, you, you covet a signature victory. Uh, but, but signature victory is, is of the perception of those who are deeming something a signature moment. So, trailing Josh Allen. And Stephon Diggs, who, who he's, he's on a fat bender. He's making one-handed catches. He, he's having an unbelievable Ooh. game. The skeletal remains of the overly hyped Ed Oliver is, is making plays. He's getting his first sack of the season at the end of the game. We're at the midway point of the season. You know, they, they're Devin Singletary's fastest bleep. Are you kidding me? I don't watch Buffalo Bills football. I haven't watched the Bills play since O.J. Simpson was a running back. And... And, I mean, uh, th this little jitterbug early in the game, are you kidding me? I mean, it just blew me away how fast he was just shaking on HOF Patrick Peterson. So a lot of things were new. And, and, and hey, Stephen, Smith, uh, Stephen A. Smith is talking about the Minnesota Vikings on ESPN. Well, that's the point. You see, when you beat Josh Allen at Buffalo coming back from 17 in the second half, well, now, now you're going to garner national attention, as I've been saying, those on the inside could not care less if they are getting it or not. But now they're getting it. And and from 8-1, and one, with the way they won that game yesterday, and Stephen A. Smith taking a break from like a Sixers-Knicks game to, uh, uh, to rant about Josh Allen throwing his helmet, and the Minnesota Vikings putting a fat L on Buffalo as an underdog, and Josh Allen with the muff, and Kendricks with his third defensive touchdown. Well, that, that, that's happening. So as, as 9 to Noon has professed a majority of the season when it comes to the details and the overarching view, well, now it's go time. Everything we said in training camp and through the first part of the season about the details, the, 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 we, we would share, yes, the details matter. Yes, six carries for Dalvin sucks. Yes, uh, Justin not having a touchdown reception in, all, in almost two months, well, that's unexplainable. There are some things that have been unexplainable and fascinating and 
particular and and uh, intricate during the course of the season. But but as we said the last few weeks, until the midway point of the season, in 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 my estimation, the details did not need to be magnified because the redo with talent still is very much in progress. Well, now we're in the second half of the season, so. You're trying to get a one or a two seed. You're trying to bury the green and gold. Uh, props to the green and gold for a fat victory yesterday, by the way. I mean, they had to have that, and they got it. And and and, and when teams are cold-blooded like that, they get my respect. Uh, but now in the second half of the season, things on which we were, were machinating and or concerned and or glorifying, well, they amplify into the second half of the season. So we officially are there with that. Secondly... The, the term, all hands on deck, it, it, it took a twist and a turn, and it was personified yesterday nearing the end of the game when Duke Shelley made one of the biggest plays of his life. And perhaps even Nordo, even though it's a long shot because he looks at rosters, but 95% of the people watching and or listening to the Minnesota Vikings game thought 20 was Madhu Williams or skeletal remains thereof. <laughs> and they're like, is that Mo Williams playing defense? No, it's Duke Shelley. Yeah, he's on our team. And and he's been elevated a few times this season to 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 play on special teams, but as insurance, because guys were guys were nicked up. Duke Shelley's been around here for a while. People are like, who's Duke Shelley? Well, that's perfect. That is so perfect to ask that question with this 2022 team. Because like last week, Nordo put together this nifty comparison between the 98 Ballyhooed Vikings and the 2022 7-1 Vikings. Same records. And, and it was astonishing to hear some things from 98 compared to like now. But 2009 was another, that was another uh, polarizing season. And think about it. In 09, Brett Favre, is and or was, as football goes, an iconic figure. He, he is an iconic figure that crosses cultures and crosses fan bases. And everybody in the world knows who the kid from Mississippi is. Adrian Peterson, an iconic running back. Jared Allen, an iconic personality. Uh, Antoine Winfield's the best corner in the history of this team. Not a big personality, but an iconic figure. Percy Harvin, an iconic rookie of the year, mercurial as he was, uh, running those Blu-ray tricks, either from the backfield or the slot or whatever, kick returns. Well, that team had big personalities and, and identifiable rock star personalities. 2022 is not like that. The, the personality is that of a collective group in a locker room or in first class on a plane with the owner of the team in the middle of a scrum going, all I do is win, 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 no matter what, what, what. But it's everybody. It's not just Zadarius Smith. It's not Patrick Peterson. It's not Justin Jefferson or Kirk Cousins or Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson. Jefferson didn't catch a TD pass for nearly two months. With all due respect, if that had happened to Stefan Diggs, I'd the women and children because everybody would have heard about it. That ain't the case now. This, this group... This joyous celebratory group personifies a collaboration and a collection of individuals that make up one. And I'm next to it. I hear it. I feel it. I see it. I stay out of the way. And I just marvel at it. 
that there's not one individual who has to grab the microphone and become the crooner at the front of the stage. You know, the one where, where all the ladies want to go home with that guy because he's the crooner. That ain't the case. Your quarterback, Kirk Cousins, in closing before up some drive-by interview, uh, drive, drive-by locker room interviews, bike spites at about 935. Uh, then um, the analyst, Pete Bursage at 10. Kirk Cousins joins the radio show today at 11 o'clock. I'm excited about that. But third and fourth down, those are really key downs. Amen? Third and fourth downs, very key downs. Hallelujah. Um, Cousins' second interception would be the opposite of hallelujah. That is correct. If you got football heaven, well, on the other side, that was football hell. Yes. And, like, asses were burned, right? Yes, lake of fire, all sorts of things. He, like, look, it's like, and I haven't talked to him about it, but it's like, he ran that play 20 or 30 times in practice during the week, and every time he turned to the left, the guy was there. Yeah. <laughs> and he just did it and threw it. Dane Jackson. Well, in, in, we went to break, and I got my binoculars on Kirk, and you got Nick Mullins, the backup, looking at the, the Microsoft surface, and, and David Blau, the former Lion, next to him, and, and uh, the quarterback's coach, Chris O'Hare, and they're all talking. Well, Kirk has his arms on his legs, on, on his thighs, and his head between – he's just looking uh, – he's – He's just, it's like he got hit by a metaphorical two-by-four. Yeah. He was so down, and I could tell. All right, we've seen that before. And then we've seen the feet get happy, and then we've seen Minka Fitzpatrick and P.J. Williams and things like that. We've seen games end. We've seen games effectively being over in that moment. Philadelphia this year. However, from that moment on, he, you can look at it one of two ways. He gave Justin Jefferson a chance with like 10 50-50 balls and just threw it up there and said, go do it. But everybody knows Justin changes the whole game when you give him a chance. Kirk believed in himself in those moments. Kirk looked at it like, I'm doing it. And he did it. And I got to do it. It's the only way to do it. And, and it has risk to it, but potentially reward, as, as we found. Kirk... Kirk pushed through that with those 50-50 balls because we don't ever see as many 50-50 balls to Justin Jefferson as we did yesterday. Third and fourth down. Kirk got cold-blooded on third and fourth down. Baby KJ on that on, on that fourth down and, and so on and so on. Well, the fourth down by the boundary, by the sideline to Justin is one of the great plays. Of that I mean, it's got to be one of the great catches in the history of Minnesota Vikings football. I think part of that's the adjustment from earlier in the game, too. You're down 17-10. You have that third and short. You go... Th- Pass, pass. You turn it over on downs. They go knife through butter, and it's a 14-point swing, right? Right. Yeah. I think learning from even those moments earlier in the game, I think, led to some of the success in the second half. So, Kirk Cousins on third and fourth down yesterday, all right? Underline, uh, nine to noon is is, is your non-obvious leader because you felt like Kirk was good on third and fourth down at certain times. Statistically speaking, he was 12 of 18. 224 yards, a yards per attempt of 12 and a half, and he had he had a touchdown, a passing touchdown on third and fourth down. From the freezers to the geezers. Hear me when I tell you this. Your quarterback who threw that bad pick got a signature win with those 50-50 pieces to J.J. Third and fourth down yesterday. 12 of 18, 224, 12 and a half yards per attempt, a TD, and he was sacked one time. Josh Allen. Big boy's back. Third and fourth down, and I ain't trying to run down Josh. I love Josh Allen. 
And 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 he was getting us on the ground yesterday. And he's fast, a as monster. With those big ass legs and hips, holy cow, man! He's like a thoroughbred running. Josh Allen, MVP candidate. The minute the schedule comes out, third and fourth down, three of ten, seventy-seven yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. From Rona to Zona, when you roll into Dodge, and you outshoot Doc Holliday. That's a signature moment. Rally to the Valley. Everybody got their signature moment. Everybody got happiness. The team's 8-1 and one and hooks the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. Duke Shelley. Who would have known? All hands on deck. Blake Brandle. All hands on deck. Are you kidding me? That coverage he had on Dawson Knox. He's, he's, you know who he is? He's the perfect guy to throw a PI flag on in a big spot in the end zone. Yeah. He had his head turned around. Yep. He covered Knox perfectly. Yep. Batted that thing away. Hell yeah, Duke Shelley. Uh, drive-by interviews from the locker room uh, coming up next. And uh, in order, yours truly, uh, hyperactive as I was, walk, uh, with my phone, walked up to Justin Jefferson, C.J. Ham, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, and Dalvin Cook. And then uh, a little later, maybe in Vikes Bites, uh, found Patrick Peterson next to the buses before we left. And, of course, you'll hear Patrick Peterson later today with Dan Barrero. Uh, Nordo produces excellent work with the montage as usual. And I'm Paul Allen. Ack, ack, adak. Give 8 and 1 radio a whack up in this thing at FM 100.3. KFAN, your first place Minnesota Vikings leader. The Fan and Granite Logistics want to give you a shot to put a grand in your hand with the National Cash Contest. All you got to do is go to KFAN.com and enter the keyword dollar. You can win a thousand of them. So go to KFAN.com, enter the keyword dollar. Thanks for listening to The Fan, your home of the Vikings, where all we do is win. Jefferson leaps to catch it, and he caught it at no the Bills 40. No what a grab! And they stay there, and they stay there, and they stay there. Because all I do is win, win, win. And if you go in here, put your hands in the As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And the fan. in the neighborhood you know you can take the announcer out of the drive-by copyright the pandemic and the devil's wind but you can't take the drive-bys out of the announcer because 
if I got a phone and like a wink and a nod from a member of Minnesota Vikings communications and public relations, uh, which yours truly received, well, then your hyper announcer is going to traipse around the locker room and chat with joyous players after a after a spine-tingling victory over a relatively heavily favored team and a team that's one of the best in the NFL, and they did so on the road. So that's what happened yesterday in the business we call them drive-bys. But first, I got to let Carlos Santana hit this key part of the song because hit we, the post. we talking about this. to town guess what they're gonna win again hey jj you didn't come in here with uh designs on taking an l did you nah not at all uh i mean this whole this team been fighting all season uh we've been through so much adversity so many different problems throughout the game and every single game we we find a way to finish the game um i mean this this team is crazy it's it's unbelievable what we're doing um, we just got to keep fighting. Uh, it was a great team out there, so it was definitely a difficult win. But, uh, I mean, the display we put is definitely unbelievable. You're, you're a fearless young man, and you don't get to this level as one of the very best at your craft by panicking and, and not being fearless. And, and you can't teach fearless. God has to give it to you, and you have it. So when you're down 27-10, you don't look at the scoreboard, right? You're just like, hey, let's go. Feed me the ball, and let's see what happens. Right. Uh, I mean, the whole game, uh, we knew the matchups. They didn't have many of their starters in the secondary. Uh, so it was really just about attacking them and just winning my one-on-one battle. Um, and just like I said last week, you know, the, the opportunities come. Uh, there's only so many of them. So when those, when those when that ball is in the air, I mean, I think it's mine. So that's that's what I thought tonight. I made some some great catches for the team to, to keep us going and in the game. Uh, and um, I mean, we just got to keep going. JJ, but seriously, you know, LSU, high school, NFL, whatever. You made some of the greatest catches today anybody's ever going to see. And they have to be some of the greatest catches you've ever made in a game, by the way. Props to Diggs, middle of the field, 42-inch vertical, one hand trying to be OBJ. And here you are, doubled up. And then with everything, I mean, it was not you against Diggs like, you know, the media wants to talk about. But nevertheless, that's in the back of your mind a little bit. And, and you, you, you have a career game. But those catches, have you ever made better catches? Uh, no, I couldn't say. Uh, I mean, especially with a defender on me. Uh, in the game like that. So, um, I mean, Diggs is a great receiver. I love watching him. Uh, he's a he's a great player. Uh, but uh, that, that matchup was definitely great between us. Uh, probably one of the best ones. You're a fantastic player. Uh, thank you very much for the chat. Best of luck. Get yourself some rest. Dallas next week. Appreciate it, Paul. Yep, thank you very much. That's uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, game-changing wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Speaking of game-changers, I'm going to roll on over here to somebody who scored his first rushing touchdown in five years since week two at Pittsburgh. And I remembered that during the call when you got in. And uh, it was sneaky how you got in too, CJM. It was just like a quick play. You feel good about it? I feel great about it. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad we got it called, and uh, I'm, I'm glad we were able to execute. How about some of those catches that Jefferson made today? Are you kidding me with those, CJ? 
I've never seen never seen anything like it before. Never seen anything like it. Uh, left me speechless every single time. What what's the game? What was the game like down there late? I mean, with Cousins, he's trying to get in. It was a good call when they said he didn't get in, and you were pushing him to try to get him in. I mean, was it just as unbelievably intense as you possibly can imagine? Yeah, um, that whole sequence of of plays was. Uh, it was just unbelievable, uh, you know, trying to get him in, but everything happens for a reason. You know, we got a touchdown. We got another touchdown out of it, out of it from the defense. So uh, everything happens for a reason, and uh, we continue to find ways to win. CJ, I'm not one to compare, like, 98, 09, 2017, 2022, whatever. Uh, they're all different. But you were on this team in 2017 and went to the NFC title game and had Keenum to Diggs with the Minneapolis Miracle. This thing is so much different in that, like I just said to JJ, you can't teach fearless. God has to give it to you. And you guys are fearless, man. You just don't panic. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Is and, and, you know, I think that's the players we have in this locker room, but also our coaches. They're not scared to take shots um, in, those, in those moments. And uh, we just continue to do that from week in, week in and week out. Uh, just finding ways to win, leaning on one, leaning on each other, trusting each other, and uh, we got the players to do it. God bless you, buddy. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate you, brother. C.J. Ham from the Vikings locker room following a 33-30 Vikings overtime victory. As you can hear in the background, it's uh, super, uh, super, joy super joyous right now. I mean, you've seen a lot. You've seen a lot, uh, Adam Thielen. And that, I just said to C.J. and uh, J.J., is you can't teach fearless. You can't teach don't panic. And last week our common thread was everybody getting everybody's back and like, you know, complimentary football. I don't even know how to explain this thing today. How you feel? <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm a loss for words just uh, emotionally, physically. Yeah. Um, I'm just happy we won and I'm uh, I just love this team. I love the guys in this locker room. Um, it doesn't have to do with wins and losses. We have a, a really special group and um, I'm just very blessed and thankful, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to come to work every day. Well, I mean, Garrisaw is developing into one of the best left tackles in the game. He leaves. Randall comes in. It works. At the, so you lose Evans. He's playing his ass off. And then Booth Jr. comes in. He leaves. Duke Shelley makes a big yeah. play at the end of the game. I'm telling you, with all due respect to Duke, 85% yeah. of the people listening right now probably didn't even know he was on the team. That's complimentary football, and like next man up, everybody pitches in. You know what's cool about that is, is we see it from Duke every day in practice. He's a, a confident guy that's out there. He, he feels like he can make interception on every play uh, on scout team. Um, so so those are the guys that, that Coach says it. He talks about it all the time, like, we're going to have to rely on every single man on this team. That means practice squad, active roster, maybe guys that aren't playing a lot. We're going to have to rely on those guys at some point, yeah. and it's going to be a big difference like it was tonight of winning and losing games. Adam, you're fantastic. Thank you very much, bud. Appreciate you. Adam Thielen. Kirk, I, you know, I know you're rubbing those things right there. I'm not even going to say what they are. I just got to get one comment, man. Dalvin's 81. I mean, yeah, CJ trying to push you in, and yeah. it was legitimately good that they they played well and you didn't get in. Yeah. And then Josh Allen and Morse yeah. messed the whole thing. This was one of the, is this the craziest game you've ever been part of? I mean, it's a crazy one. Hard to go back and think of the other ones, but uh, Dalvin's run was tremendous. That got us back in it. Um, defense made so many plays to keep us in it. You know, we've said this a lot this, this this year, but we can play so much better. But at the same time, it's been team, you know, one unit picking up the other unit. And yeah. uh, it's a big win to go on the road and find a way to get it done, no matter how it how it had to happen. Lastly, uh, because I know you got things to do, so many good players and, and such a complimentary group. Duke Shelley at the end of the game, are you kidding me? Welcome to the team, Duke. Oh, my God. 
Um, uh, but nevertheless, it, in the second half, Jefferson's catches, I mean, it honestly was throw it up there. If it's 50-50, if it's 30-70, just in the 30, the catches he made were unbelievable. He did a great job today. Until I can go back and watch the tape, it's hard to really fully understand it, but uh, he did a great job, and um, we got a lot of great weapons with KJ and TJ and Adam and yeah. Dalvin. You know, we, we got a lot of great threats. and um, That was a good defense you played. It was a great defense. They did a great job. I think um, you know, there's a lot we're going to want back, and uh, you hate gifting them a couple interceptions, but um, yeah. I'm pleased with the way we got it done. All right. Um, you're you're uh, fatigued right now, overtime game. We're going to be heading to the plane here in a little bit, which means the chains bit may unfurl with, oh, my God, Kirko chill. So just don't let any – I'm not going to say what it is. Don't let anybody push on your body and, like, aggravate anything, okay? No, I'll just be sitting in my in my seat there on my Delta flight yeah. just chilling. And uh, there was a guy in the stands, I guess, who was shirtless the whole game with chains on. So I went yes. over and said hello to him after the game, and uh, that was fun to connect with him. Great, yeah. great to see those fans. You're fantastic, man. You shook off the bad, cold-blooded when it needed to be, 8-1. and one. Good luck against Dallas, all right? Thanks so much, PA. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. That. Kirk Cousins, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. i got to sneak one last one in here. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, the 81 was the bomb, but they're tired, and you're just getting stronger, Dalvin, at the end of the game with the jump cuts and everything. And I see that big smile on your face right now, but is that what it is with you, man? The longer the game, the stronger you get, Dalvin? Yeah, that's what it is, man, just being available, just trying to make a play and and okay giving me opportunities and i'm just taking advantage that's it, PA. uh jefferson's catches i mean seriously i mean Diggs made that 42 inch vertical one-handed right-handed and i'm like no hard feeling steph well done <laughs> but then jefferson like made two where he's got to be like hey look what yeah. i can do <laughs> yeah man playing with Diggs was fun and you know when he left we dropped the justin and yeah. You know, the rest was history. Yeah. yeah. And finally, complimentary football, Max. I know you're tired. Dalvin Cook, and you got to get to the plane. But yeah, Blake Brandle comes in at left tackle. Yeah. All right, so Darrow saw, by the way, is the bomb. He leaves. Brandle does a great job. Oh, end of the game, it's it's Duke Shelley, okay? Oh, yeah. Duke, I can't even find him in the locker room. It's Duke Shelley just elevated from the practice squad, singled up. Josh goes at him, which is the right thing to do, and he makes a hell of a play. Yeah, if you, if, if you ask anybody in this locker room about Duke, and what they do for our, for our practice squad guys is amazing. Like, this is the best, like, operation I've seen, like, how they get them ready to play yeah. and everything. So we knew Duke was going to be ready to play because his yeah. confidence is already where he needs to be at. So yeah. great play. And, and that 81-yarder, man, the way you tore away from him, I was thinking I didn't watch you play at Miami Central High School, but that's kind of what I was thinking is, like, the way you ran away from him. And, by the way, Dalvin, that's a really, really good defense. Yeah, it was, man. We knew that coming into the game. So every opportunity we had to make a, make a play or make a big play to change the game, we had to advantage of it. nine to noon drive-bys uh, from a locker room yesterday that was very joyous and very happy as you could hear. And uh, we thank Vikings Public Relations and all the players for uh, acquiescing to the hyper announcer and, and the phone and the weird questions. When we return, Bikes Bites, where you will hear another drive-by, uh, which features Patrick Peterson. That was outside of the buses about ready to head to the airport. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are 8-1, and one, and indeed we are having three KFAN. Vikes Bites. Vikes Bites each and every day, 9 to noon. And it's brought to you by Northern Fire Grilling and Barbecue Supply, northernfirebbq.com. You just go north of 62 off Shady Oak there in Tonka. Find your way to the very, very, very best 
in barbecue. And for Vikes Bites today, Vikes Bites. It takes us back to Buffalo, where you heard those drive-by interviews PA did in the locker room yesterday. Following those, he also caught up with a guy that had a couple of picks on the day, including the game sealer. Here's PA chatting up PP, Patrick Peterson. Two interceptions, HOF kind of game. Josh Allen, I mean, he's no joke. Likewise for those receivers. You're giggling right now, Patrick Peterson, because you've seen a lot. I think that was like your 173rd start. Uh You've seen a lot, man. Uh I mean, really, have you ever seen anything like that? Ah, man, not really. Not really. It was an amazing game. Great team effort to come back down, you know, whatever it was. But the guy's never blinking. And I called it. I said, I'm going to end this game today. I don't know how I'm going to end it, but I'm going to end this ball game. And I did. Right. And you did for sure. And um, and when I say, have you ever seen anything like that? And your HOF, um, your HOF in training, your HIT, H-I-T, HOF in training. When I say, have you ever seen anything like that? Derisaw might be the best left tackle in the NFL. He goes down, Brandle comes in. Yep. And then you get a Caleb Evans playing his ass off, causes that fumble. Well, he, he's out. Then Booth comes, Booth in. comes in. Of course, Allen picks on him. It's up and down. It's his first game. Then he's out. Then Duke comes in. 80% of the people listening now, with all due respect, didn't know Duke Shelley was on our team. <laughs> but now they do. Right, man. No doubt about it. And for all the guys that's you know out there saying that we haven't played anyone, right. Look at us now. Right. Look at us now. Yeah, it's you. You got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, don't you? Because uh, and and it's it's because I've heard your interviews and after that Arizona game and this right now, mm-hmm. and it's not. I don't. I don't sense it's a chip of like adversarial fashion. Right. It's you want to win a Super Bowl. No you it. you've seen everything, Patrick. You sense this is different. Yeah. This is a this is a, a different team. Starting from you know ownership to to Quasi. To, to KO, you know those guys. You know, preach the model of football that and brand that they wanna that that they wanna have, and the leaders echo that uh, across in the locker room. And guys are taking heave of that. Guys are respecting the process, and that's all you can do at this point. And, and it's been good to us. It's continue respecting the process and see where it takes us. Now, lastly, are are you telling me you called game, and then got the game? Yeah, you know the little uh, uh, field access that they be doing on. Um, I hope my, man, my I hope my man Nate got it because I called it. <laughs> Patrick Peterson with PA yesterday, his hype man, his cohort, his partner in crime, and his two interceptions. A close circuit to the Vikings Entertainment Network. You just heard uh, hit H O F and draining. Call out to Nate Vaughn. Yeah. I hope Nate got it with him calling game. Curly Harris, Jordan Struck, everybody uh, involved with the program. Uh, Nate Vaughn, you got to find that, or P2 is going to find you. Vikes Bites! This was a topic I wanted to bring up, and somebody mailed in a talk back via the free iHeartRadio app, and uh, I'll let him explain the question. Paul, Mike, and New Richmond, I'm hoping that you'll ask Kirk specifically about his willingness to take more chances with throwing the ball to his receivers, specifically JJ. But it's definitely something I think the whole fan base has noted that he is a lot less risk averse this year. And I'm thinking KOC has definitely helped him with that. Thanks a lot, Paul. See, and it's it's a grand conversation where it's a good talk back. Consistently throughout the year, PA, we've kind of mentioned, okay, the yep. yards per attempt are down. Yep. Oh, the three picks at Philly, and then two yesterday, right? And, and from the outset, without knowing the play, did somebody else mess up? They looked bad. Yeah. Specifically, the first one airmailing KJ over the middle. Yeah. So, with all of that said, 
we have noticed the 50-50 balls. We have noticed the aggression from Kirk. And so statistically down, win totals up. Uh, maybe that's part of the conversation at 11. Yep, absolutely. Going to put it in the mix right now. And, and you know, each game is unto its own. And when Kirk threw, uh, he's going into the wind. And, you know, to, to really recognize how powerful the weather was yesterday, at times you had to be there. And in the first, in, in when he threw that, when he overshot KJ, he was going right into the teeth of a bad win. It was bad at that time, and the ball sailed. Well, the second interception to Dane Jackson's as bad as you're going to see. So those two right there, and then the favorite is getting away from you. That felt like Philly flop. It felt like Philly flop at that moment. But that that further personifies the redo with talent and taking steps for which we had to wait where you want to mix the concoction and you want it to be hit legit right out of the gate well fortunately while it wasn't they were finding ways to win games and again two picks they're running away from you it's negative they're tough the the bills gave up 14.8 points per game number one in the nfl we scored 33 Uh, the bills points differential at 102 Number one in the NFL, and the Vikings were a plus three in the game points differential. So they that's very key what just was said. The taking of chances of throwing it to Jefferson in 50-50 situations and pushing through those two bad picks and being down 17 in the second half to Josh Allen and, and you come back and win the game with a quarterback who on third and fourth down not only not only goes 12 of 18 for 224 in a TD, but Josh Allen was 3 of 18 for 77 yards and a pick to Peterson. I, I mean, he Cousins came in on the money downs and didn't beat Josh Allen. He killed him. And see, that's where now the details are meshing with the overarching view of the team into the second half of the season uh, that they dipped their toes into a pool into which you want to swim, but there are sharks. And they avoided old hammerhead Josh Allen yesterday. Vikes Bites! Presented by Northern Fire Grilling and Barbecue Supply. PA, I was at home. I had you guys on the iHeartRadio app mixed with the stream TV, so I was able to mesh the two. It was perfect. But I was watching the TV, and there was a stat that was thrown up on the screen, and Mm -hmm. it was interesting as all hell. Check this out. Since the beginning of the 2021 season, PA, when the scoring margin is nine or more points, the Buffalo Bills are 16 and one. Wow. They blow out teams. Yeah. They never get blown out. Mm-hmm. That's nine plus. Mm. Eight or fewer, PA. The scoring margin in Bills games. Yep. Eight or fewer. The Bills into yesterday's game were two and eight. Wow. And now two and nine. Front runner a little bit when we talk about these Buffalo Bills with the 24 they smacked us with in the first half. Stumbling, sputtering their way to just a couple of field goals in the second two quarters. Your thoughts? Well, you, you, you hit on something very key because, again, you can't teach fearless or not panicking. It, it has to be inherent within your football-loving soul. And whether it's certain playoff games where Diggs, Diggs hasn't been great in playoffs, and, and he's not getting all the attention either. I mean, it's just he just hasn't been great in the playoffs all of his career. Um, and, and off the way you just laid that thing out, 
that further personifies how much of a signature big victory that was yesterday because the team that wins by nine or more 16 of 17 times was leading by 17 in the second half and they got beat yeah that is a big 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 stat and um trend over quite some time that you just laid out Vikes bites the Vikings were one of four in the red zone. I got a couple more for you here. But uh, once again, KOC, a new trick out of his pocket. Second and goal from the three. Four and a half minutes to go in the game. Offset eye left behind Cousins. First time they've done that today. Dalvin's the tailback. Feeling in motion. They fake the jet. Give it to CJ. And he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. That is C.J. Ham's first rushing touchdown since 2017 against the Steelers. How about that? C.J. Ham get into the end zone, and we've seen this trend now with KOC. Still trying to figure out how to call the whole game. Again, Vikes 1-4 of four in the red zone. That includes uh, the sneak that almost got us over the hump, yeah. just inches short with Kirk. But 1-4 of four in the red zone yesterday. This is now the fifth or sixth completely unique variation yeah. of a very similar formation at the goal line or within that five six yard stretch oh yeah where he has found a different person to yep. get into the end zone like london when he ran the jet yep uh, out of it uh, and jalen rager on a rushing td yeah that's a uh, that's actually a receiving td i thought it was a rushing td it's the too. little pop pass bit yep. yeah but it was a receiving td but i know what you're talking about looking like the shovel but then irv smith off the block in miami gets that touchdown just right. new bits all the time i'm gonna flip it to the other side hallelujah Eddie D's D. Mm. I mean, 15 consecutive times teams had gotten inside the 20 all the way back to the end of the first half against Philly, and they'd score touchdowns every time. Now, I know we only stopped them, I think, once, maybe twice in the red area yesterday, but you got to start somewhere. <laughs> Baby steps with that red zone defense. I mean, it, it was covenant collapse in the Vox box when they finally stopped a team from scoring a touchdown inside the 20. I had to fight it when they kicked that field goal there, and now it's 27-10. Yeah. But at least we stopped them in the right. red zone. Right. And speaking of the field, uh, field goals or, or kickers, it's I'm not, I'm not mad at Greg Joseph for missing that extra point. I mean, seriously, I almost lost my mind on the radio when Garrett Bradbury ran in late. And I know Christian Derrissaw was out and Bradbury was filling in for a spot. But for first place teams seeking one or two seeds, you got to know exactly where you're supposed to be and when. And when Dar when um, Bradbury's running in late and you just see the whole operation just stop and then start, that throws kickers off as, as precious and touchy-feely as you think it is, it does. So, yeah, Greg, Greg's got to hit that, but the, there was more that went into it than just him missing, and, and that bugged me yesterday. Yeah, and that was, that was going to lead me Vikes bites. to the final bit here because it does need to be addressed. Play clock at seven, man. Let's go. Big extra point into the wind. Snap spot. Joseph, end over end. He hit the right upright. He missed it. And he missed it. Well, I mean, that sucks that he missed it but seriously can we get the right guys out there so you don't have to rush the entire operation and the thing Ooh, my god you lose somebody you got to have all the substitutes ready to go i could just picture the mannerisms the whole bit uh the only thing that was missing there was a broken laptop or and a pen or something and three members of swat with assault rifles to my left uh, how do how do we sum that up? At the time, it was massive. It's a four-point deficit. Yeah, it was huge. You can play the games. I saw someone tweeting. They say, well, in, in effect, if you think about it, well, him missing that extra point actually helped us win because if we would have kicked that game-tying field goal, 
We never would have had the fumble touchdown related aspect of it. And they could have just gone down in a tie game and won it. So you can spin it however you want. Uh, We need these extra points. And uh, we need Greg to be better, regardless of some of the uh, the functional issues taking no, place it, uh, executionally. It's not a regardless. I mean, I've seen it a million times. It it, it 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 has some regardless to it. Because still, deep breath, clear your mind, clear your heart, and hit it. Okay, I understand that. But you you if you're filling in for a guy in that spot and you're a veteran, you have to know you got to be out there on time. And, I mean, who was the squad that was running players in and out and kept having to take timeouts. This ratty operation we played earlier this season, Arizona, or it just, they, they were so unorganized. I'm not used to seeing that with the Vikings period and the Vikings special teams. Yeah. The organization and the lack of panic is a staple. Well, we would have called a timeout if we wouldn't have burned a couple offensively earlier in the half right. with some play related bits. Yeah. So I think, I think there was just, there was a little bit of disorganization yesterday yeah. At different times, it kind of made things uneasy. Well, like getting the score to nine against Arizona, you needed that that extra point. Yeah. And we didn't get it and still found a way to win, like Arizona. Absolutely. That wraps up Vikes Bites presented by Northern Fire Grilling and Barbecue Supply. Best in barbecue, just go to northernfirebbq.com. Here comes the analyst, Pete Bursich, from Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center. Uh, we'll chat with him after that. P.J. Flack. Uh, they put a whooping on Northwestern and uh, got some other teams around them to lose, which was kind of cool. I will chat with PJ in 45 minutes. After that, Kirk Cousins joins 9 to noon, one hour from now. Vikes Bikes. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.